Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Michael. Real guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. This Rocktail Hour, Tim is going to tell us a story of Ozzy Osbourne's Mama, I'm Coming Home. Yeah, thanks, Michael. I have to say, right up front, I am not a fan of, of Ozzy Osbourne's music. Uh, I do admire his uh, ability to remain in the public eye, and I, and I like his pop culture icon status. Uh, he's a very interesting character. Uh, he's amusing to me, but I also I genuinely like him. I don't know him, but, but I like him. And the reason I wanted to talk about this song is because I'm impressed by the reason that it was written. Uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home, the first time I heard it, I was really surprised uh, that it was an Ozzy Osbourne song. It was, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. Uh, at the same time, it really rocks. It's a great hard rock anthem. Uh, it was quite a while after I heard it for the first time uh, that I heard that this was a song uh, that he wrote for his wife. Now, as I was looking and doing some research for this Rocktail Hour, I, I went back and I read the words, or the lyrics to the song. And the lyrics are not really that great. It's the sentiment behind the lyrics, and the fact that this is a, a tribute to his wife, who he calls Mama, Sharon Osborne. Um, is that an Oedipus kind of thing? I, I don't know. An Oedipus thing? <laughs> yeah. You know, the old Greek oh, tragedy, yes, Oedipus? that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, that's weird. Icky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that uh, Sharon Osbourne's father, uh, before they were married, was the manager of Black Sabbath. And after Sharon married Ozzy, she bought out his contract and became his manager and has been his manager ever since. And um, you know, years later, as, as we watched the reality TV show, The Osbournes, I kind of felt bad for Ozzy, almost as if everybody was laughing at him instead of with him. But the one thing that was amazing to me was um, it was very evident that after 20, 30 years of marriage, he still genuinely loved his wife. And regardless of that image that he started out with of, of, the, of the dark Gothic rocker, he was at heart a good husband and a good father, and he really cared about his family. I remember several years ago watching Barbara Walters interview Sharon and Ozzy, and Barbara uh, mentioned that Sharon was, at that time, battling cancer. And Ozzy literally broke down. And it was genuine um, concern and sorrow. And, and he was scared that he was going to lose his best friend. And, and I was really impressed, again, by the fact that people have genuine relationships. And, and the fact that he loved his wife so much has always caused me to have a great deal of respect for him. It's, it's hard for me to imagine. I, I didn't see the Barbara Walters special, but after seeing the image of Ozzy uh, after biting off the head of the dove, it's hard to imagine that guy breaking down and crying. Yeah. Well, and I think it was a bat, wasn't it? It was a bat. Yeah. No, there were doves, too. Oh. So yeah. there, were, there, there were... There was a publicity stunt. There were multiple bitings of heads of <laughs> different animals? There was a publicity stunt at one point. I think they were, they were releasing an album. And uh, someone brought in a bunch of doves that they were going to release as, as part of, uh, you know, uh, to draw attention to the fact that they're releasing this, this new album. And, and Ozzy, this is kind of gross to talk about on a podcast, but, and children, don't try this at home. But he took one of the birds and he 
bit the head off of it. And, and then there's a picture, a famous picture of him sitting on the lap of, I think, one of the rec recording executive women. And, and Ozzy's sitting there with this really freaky look on his face with blood coming down his mouth. Hmm. I, I'd heard the, the story of the biting off of, of the uh, head of something, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know that much about it. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't really care for uh, Ozzy when I was a kid, uh, I think Ozzy's an interesting character. And I, and I will say, I did used to watch the reality show, and, and, I, and I quite enjoyed it. My wife and I were watching late one night. And there was one where Ozzy and Sharon were having a, an argument about Sharon wanted there to be a bubble machine on stage when he was in concert. And Ozzy just flat out wasn't <laughs> going to have a bubble machine on stage. And they were arguing back and forth. And finally, Ozzy says, look, I'm the Prince of Darkness. I'm not going to have a bubble <laughs> machine on stage. <laughs> my wife and I just laughed about that. <laughs> so... Um, anyway, Mama, I'm Coming Home apparently is in reference to uh, something that Ozzy would say every time he had a conversation with his wife when he was on tour. The tour is wrapping up, so he would call up his wife and say, I'm coming home. And, and that's, the, that's the story behind that. The video of this is really uh, a good video. It's very simple. And apparently there were two versions. One was a more surreal, dark video that, that Ozzy rejected after it was finished because he didn't think that it went along. It didn't fit with the overall mood or the theme of the song. So he had a, another video shot where it was just basically him singing images of him and the guys playing the song. And, and it's pretty stylish. In fact, um, they, they photographed Ozzy and he wasn't quite the older rocker that he is now. This has been about 20 years ago. He was starting to be a little older, probably in his 40s, but um, it's a pretty cool video, and, and the way they shoot Ozzy kind of makes him look like a uh, heavy metal version of Boris Karloff in Frankenstein, really <laughs> shadowy, and, and, and the lines in his jaw really kind of make him look like Frankenstein's monster from the movie, and it's really pretty good. So, you know, I encourage you to check that out, that video out, if you can go out and see it somehow. I'm very impressed with the longevity of his career. Yeah. And when Sharon rescued him, was that was he, when he had initially started his uh, solo career, or was it, or was it just directly after Black Sabbath? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think she's known him since early on, even when he was in Black Sabbath. I can remember watching uh, with a friend of mine on MTV right when MTV was brand new. Uh, another interview, they kind of did a documentary of of Sharon and and the kids when uh, when they were first married and. I, I was impressed because Ozzy was much more intelligent than, than he appeared, um, you know, in his, in his music, in his album covers and things like that. He, he was really well-spoken and kind of soft-spoken and, and kind of an intelligent guy. And his wife just seemed, Sharon, seemed like such a normal housewife, you know, um, very friendly. There was a lot of uh, give and take in, in the conversation. It was, it was clear from the very beginning that, that, she was the boss in the family that Ozzy was just a guy out making money, be, making money as a rock star, making tons of it. But she was the one that was in charge at home and, and, and kind of gave him the direction. And you know, I was always intrigued by that relationship. So years later, when I, when I heard this song and then found out what it was about, it, it just, I've had a lot of respect for him for a very long time. She rescued him when he was just flat out, right? He was broke. You know, I don't know that. I, you don't know I, I think there's okay. that possibility, but I don't know the story. I remember hearing well. that. Well, she certainly directed his career. Yeah, I think she yeah. just, I mean, rescued him from the gutter. 
Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I laughed my head off at the uh, Super Bowl commercial that had Ozzy in it with Justin oh, Bieber. Yeah. It was hilarious. You know, talk about monopolizing on a, an image that you've made for yourself. And I have a lot of respect for someone that can poke fun at themselves. And I love that commercial for that reason. And, you know, I have respect for Justin Bieber because he's poking as much fun as himself as Ozzy is at him. So, yeah, yeah good commercial. I I, uh, I love the part where where Ozzy's kind of wandering back in the wandering around in the back yeah. of the scene and yeah. you know wondering what's going on and yeah. then you know with Bieber Justin Bieber too I don't think I've ever heard a, a Justin Bieber song but I hear his name everywhere yeah. and I I love the line um, when toward the end of the commercial where where Ozzy's back on film again and he says what's a Bieber yeah. <laughs> Well, another great commercial with Ozzy. Uh, Ozzy was having a, a nightmare that Donnie and Marie Osmond were his kids, and he kept he kept <laughs> calling to his kids, and Donnie and Marie would appear, and and you know he kept getting more nervous, and finally you see him wake up in bed, and and Sharon sleeping on the other side of him, and he wakes her up, and and turns her over, and and says, "Honey, I had the most horrible nightmare," and that's Florence Henderson from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> And that was a great commercial. So, yeah. Um, funny stuff. All right. I, that's all I have. Thanks for that story. This wraps up another episode of the Rocktail Hour. Please contact us if you think we got it all wrong or if you have an interesting idea for a story. We'd be happy to research it and bring it to you. If you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Also, please contact us if you want to buy the next round and upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on.